All right, Mots, we are back. Episode 86 of The Rink Shrinks. What do you say? You ready to go? Let's go. But before we go down those roads Where the speed feels like Daytona And you graduate from sipping milk to sipping Corona And before you run around the sun And the days get fast with the one you love, son Save us a couple slow ones. All right, lots of uh, fun weekend, fun catching up. Obviously, Labor Day weekend back here in, in Massachusetts and, I mean, I guess everywhere. But also, uh, we had some hockey starting up. A lot to, lot to catch up on. Yeah, I had a little hockey tournament with um, the U18s. Uh, Rye guys uh, tournament got kicked off. Our season got kicked off, and then uh, we were able to catch uh, our boy Rob Bellamy at the MGM Fenway, um, opening up for Dalton and the Sheriffs. What a time that was! So um, yeah, it was a good good way to uh, kind of cap off the uh, the summer. So it was uh, get back into the the mix in the rinks and uh, enjoy a little live music with our boy Bells. Yeah, no, he was awesome. It was great. Uh, great watching those guys. And obviously Dalton, the sheriffs do a great job. And Bells is just a, a complete stallion of a person. So it was a blast. It did. Did you were you frustrated at all by the bathrooms for the for the men's being on the second floor? Can we discuss that? Yeah, I I think that was just a, a little bit of a um, design error. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, be we got to throw a porta potty on the first floor, maybe. Yeah, the stairs wouldn't have to have my dancing legs were that you know, I gotta save the legs. Yeah, no, you know, men's and women's are on that second floor. There's nothing on the first floor, but you know, those those never uh, like a wait for like a beer or anything. They had a lot of staff on for the uh for the buyer. Besides, right? the, mic- besides the microwaved ones on the rooftop before. <laughs> oh yeah, those weren't great. Those things I need an oven mitt for those. <laughs> It was unbelievable. <laughs> and there, there was a woman's room on the first floor because Joanna scouted that out. Oh, really? Yeah, and she tried to argue with me that there was a men's room too, and I was like, no, there, there definitely was not. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. How about, how about being up on the roof deck? It's the Truly Barn. Uh, you know, <laughs> hey, do you have any high noons? <laughs> no, it's the Truly Barn. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, check the notes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's Come hilarious. I better. could sense a little frustration with you back in the rink. Do you want to talk about it at all? Uh, not, not, not like you personally, but when I asked you about the games on Saturday, we didn't dive too deep into it, but you you, you gave me like, yeah, we'll talk type of, <laughs> type of couple of those answers. Yeah, well, um, there's a, a, a few uh, instances where – the the team itself isn't a full team right now because it was um you know a lot of the prep prep school kids hadn't moved in yet so I just oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I just we we're a well, little it's like un- moving under man right yeah. yeah 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 so I mean there was these full season teams that were you know buzzing and we just kind of have a makeshift uh, roster at that at this tournament but you know. It was early, and uh, you know, I just just try to you know stay patient on uh, you know the approach and what the kids were doing. So um, yeah, we'll just say it's a work in progress. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's the hottest thing too is you you play in those Labor Day tournaments, but if you don't have guys like 
you know, I can see you don't have your full team. It's like, what do you do? You haven't practiced really together. You haven't got, you know, guys are moving in to their prep school so they can't, you know, leave and, and, and everything. So yeah, that becomes uh I get I get that frustration in your voice then. Yeah. No, it makes it, sense. Yeah. And you know, it's it's no one's fault per se, but it's just, you know, when you draw something up uh, on a timeout and you know they do completely opposite, then then you have a little gripe. But you know, again, we uh, we definitely have some players that um, you know can do some stuff. So I'm looking forward to kind of like digging in on some practice time and seeing where the uh, what the boys can do over the uh, the next you know couple months here. No, oh, that's good. That's great. And I'm coaching Brookie's team. So there you go. Yeah, there you get, go. Yeah, we. Yeah, that's that. That's fun. In. Yeah, getting so. dialed in. Couple nights a week. You'll be on the. Uh, you'll be on the ice. We started up. Uh, this past Monday night too. So it was uh, good to be back on the ice with the kids and, and, you know, seeing everybody and, you know, obviously my 2011 uh, 11s and nines, but you know, both of them, it's when you don't see some of these guys for a couple months and you just see the changes, right? Like some of these kids are starting to hit puberty and and it's like the, the, the transformation is pretty, uh, pretty cool. And it's fun to get back into the, uh, Fun to get back into the routine with school and all that. I I, I will say that much. Yeah, you get, get the hair under the armpits. You know, <laughs> get, get like uh, someone in a headlock, you know? Yeah, buckwheat in a headlock. <laughs> yeah, so that, that is a cool time to see uh, some of the changes, and hopefully it can translate to the on the ice, um, you know, getting some uh, some more strength in their legs. You know, and there's, there's always uh, that kind of, you know, transition period at times when you have a little growth spurt, but I'm sure you are, you know, you'll be patient enough, you know, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah we will deal with it. Yeah. Deal with cool. it. Um, yeah, I did, you know, speaking of uh, getting the season going, I took a ride up to uh, Salem on, uh, on Friday. Actually, I still got a couple twigs in my car for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was testing out some sticks. I don't know if you saw the video, but uh, you have no skills. Future- yeah, yeah. I actually like. I mean, it's pretty sick how you can demo the sticks, and I, I never thought I would like notice a difference. But I, I like try to CCM, uh, and a bower and like the different flexes. Like it, it really is. Uh, it's it's pretty cool, and it's a it's a great spot up there. I got to see the the Sheehy boys and Lee Dean, so it was cool catching up with those guys and and picking up a few things. But speaking of which, um, you know, it's that time of year, so head on up to TSR Hockey, get your team looking great. Uh, get your, your your sticks and skates and all that stuff dialed in uh, at the TSR Hockey Store in Salem, New Hampshire. Obviously, um, you know if you want to look the best and you get your swag, they were they were putting together their team orders and everything. I saw a bunch of Islanders gear and Asabit gear, different uh, you know Boston Junior Eagles, a lot of those different um, programs that they outfit. So those you know the, the the team and corporate sales department can outfit your team with the top brands. In sports apparel, so make sure you head on over to tsrhockey.com. Hit up Mike and Dave at the team store, and they'll uh, they'll take care of you. Yeah, this is the time that you can you know look your best. You know, like you always say, you know, look good, feel good, play good. So yeah. check them out at tsrhockey.com. Absolutely. Um, yeah, like we talked about, it was a uh, it was a fun weekend. Obviously, it was a uh, we dropped our oldest off, Brian, at, at at Cushing Academy. So it was. Uh, Did you have the puff floss? You know what? They handed out tissues and everything, uh, which was which was you know it was pretty cool. But uh, 
<laughs> you know, surprisingly, uh, I would say, you know, I, I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm not the most emotional person, uh, so <laughs> I, I kind of figured I'd be good. And obviously, you know, you miss him and, and and things like that, but it's something that that he really wanted to do. He was really looking forward to doing and and going away. He's you know he's 15 years old. He's in his freshman year and. Uh, you know, you miss seeing him around the, the 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 house every day and bringing him to practices and things like that. But uh, you know, I knew he was really really excited for it, so it was it was pretty cool to to um, you know to go up there and see a lot of familiar faces from you know my time there and my brother's time there. And uh, they do a really good good job. And you know, you you get them all set up, and the the first pit stops kind of at the rink, which is like you know, cool. They get their IDs and, and, and things like that. Um, you know, check in with the nurses and, and, and everything. So it's nice to, uh, you know, to, to always stop at the rink up there and then move him into his dorm room and, and, you know, meet the roommates and get them all unpacked and, you know, quick, like meeting with his advisor. And, and then it's like, you know, talking to, to coach Troy, Bill Troy, who's been up there. He's like, Brian, he's like, just rip the bandaid off. Just go. You know what I mean? So it. yeah, it was, uh, early afternoon and that's a guy that's been in the the you know the prep school game for probably 35 years and it's like all right joanna like here we go like give him a hug and and bye-bye like let's walk to the car but they you know had their own things going on so it was uh it was a you know a cool experience and you know now he's you know i'm like dude can you just like facetime us for, for like three minutes you know what i mean like yeah. i'm not asking for for much here so it's uh but which you know i, I was saying to joanna it's it, it's obviously he's enjoying it if he's not calling us and things like that and the times have changed being able to you know text them and call them and facetime and things like that but uh you know like i said couple texts and uh seems to be settling in nicely and they're right into their routine and everything's pretty structured with classes and workouts and uh, he's playing midgets up there they had their their first uh couple practices so it's uh it's pretty cool that's great. Yeah. And just to be able to, you know, be on your own. And I know that he wanted to do it. And that's one of the things that probably lessened the blow a little bit emotionally because like you, you know, that he's so excited to be there and um, kind of experience this new chapter of his life. So um, that's great for you guys to kind of kick him off, you know, and yeah. then, uh, you know, you, you get back and you, you go to the, uh, the Bells concert yeah yeah hit the bells concert obviously we had a blast there and uh you know a ton of fun and ton of good people and hockey people and things like that and then we decided it was like you know since we're such in the country mood we we brought the kids down to mosh vegas on sunday had a little beach day uh you know kind of the last one of the summer and then uh hit the jake owen concert as well down the seaport which is a uh, a great venue for a concert so yeah we were like on a world tour 25 ounce um 25 ounce spears at that that place down the seaport oh the uh, bank pavilion or whatever it is yeah it's like the leader bank pavilion yeah. dude 25 ounces yeah so i mean does it get warm by the time or do you I mean just i have don't to care drink if you you no matter how fast you're drinking i'm like 25 ounces of beer like by the by the time you get to the bottom it's definitely a, it's a little <laughs> toasty thank god i had experience from the night before with those early early ones on the roof deck up at, at, uh, <laughs> at Fenway. Yeah. The, so I wasn't, but I'm like, you know, I'm like it, it, 25 ounces. I'm like, this is out of control. I needed a spotter to hold it. <laughs> it's like a big bed wetter. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It was, uh, but no, it was a, a, you know, it was a uh, 
fun little weekend, obviously, to to end the summer and get back into the the hockey routine, yeah, and school routine and all that stuff, right? Yeah, you know, I was talking to Andy Brickley about this. Um, it was just about a uh, you know kind of like the mentality we've been programmed for so long to, you know, after Labor Day, you know, you start focusing in, you know, in on you know whatever be training camp or whatever, or just you know going back to school. So it's like one of these things that after Labor Day, you know, you just you kind of dial it in a little bit. And yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of like how I feel. And it was funny that he brought it up, but I've uh, been programmed a certain way for so long. And I was asking him if he was ready to kind of like get it going again, you know, for, you know, for his, um, you know, his, his job, you know, in the yeah, media right. and, you know, following the team and being kind of plugged in on, on kind of like the day to day. And he's like, usually, you know, after that first golf outing that they have, so it's, it's next week. So he's like, yeah, yeah then, then it's just all on, you know, so, but interesting stuff, you know, just mentality wise and like how we've been always uh, kind of programmed to do certain things after Labor Day. And, you know, that's, it's kind of what, uh, what we're seeing now, you know, back in the ranks, uh, kids back at school and, you know, kind of dial it in and Mons in back areas. in the gym. Oh, well, I haven't been yet, but I did, <laughs> I did sign up. <laughs> <laughs> The intention is there. So you, uh, so you're an, you're you took the first step. You're a member. I'm a member. Yeah, and it, it, I like what you did too. So the the, the 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 you sign up, but like that's just a sign up day. You're not going to be the guy that shows up with no. a gym bag. Like that's no, just no. like it's basically like an orientation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to have some baby steps here. So I went there and signed up, got all the paperwork done, and then I left. <laughs> you signed your waiver. <laughs> yeah. All and right. then, uh, yeah. So the oh. first steps done. Where, uh, yep, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'll right. keep you updated. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it is. Uh, we need a Mott's <laughs> moment from your your first day at the gym. You'd be that guy that's taking pictures of himself. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's no judgment, no judgment free. I mean, it's a judgment free zone. It's Planet Fitness. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you really splurged then, huh? Yeah, it's a three bucks a month or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, that's so, great that's great and it's you know a gym with a g it's not jim's house <laughs> it's better than gin <laughs> yeah exactly so we've well, got, that's uh, what you've been working on all summer your gin g-h-i-n though golf game yeah we um we played a little i, I told you a little outing with uh andy erickson and, and the boys and i actually played with them yesterday and uh we you know, he shot like a 78, just like ho-hum. Mm. You know, I had to get him a couple shirts. But our boy, uh, Lou Finicharo, who uh, his daughter Olivia played at BC, he, uh, he hosted us up at Salem. So really, really nice uh, day for, for Andy and I with uh, Big Lou. Uh, so it was, it was a lot of fun. But, yeah, the gin is the gin. Not the, the, the gin. <laughs> it's not the gin. Uh, oh, that's good stuff. Obviously, um you know, we uh, we were talking about some some different things. What was your uh, your your favorite tournament to uh, to take the kids to? Favorite tournament? Well, I would say um, well, we went down to Nashville, but I, I I like Lake Placid just because of the history of you know the nineteen eighty. Maybe going right? Yeah, we're going to be going to uh, with with Brooke with the Duxbury team, and um, but yeah, I I played in it. You know, as a kid, um, you know, was there for what was kind of neat, though, going back as an adult, 
um, because there were some like really high pressure situations where I was like, you're trying to, you know, make a national team, you know, as a player and whatnot. But then as an adult, you know, you can let your hair down a little bit and enjoy the, uh, you know, the scenery a little bit and you get, you know, to watch your kids play. So um, I would say Lake Placid is, is my favorite destination. Because we've oh, been good. multiple And you times. said you guys are going this year? Yeah. Um, I think it's like early, uh, mid-November, like before, right before um, Thanksgiving. Oh, that's awesome. That uh, Well, that's good because by that time, hopefully it's not too cold because there were some stories of, I remember myself, I think it was, you know, my my team going up there as kids and, um, you know, just parents. We stayed at that hotel at the top of the hill there. And it was super, you know, cold and icy. And and there was a couple stories that you know, would have to ask my my old man about them. But the uh, you know guys not being able to make it up to the top of the hill in the hotel, just you know, because of the ice, not because of anything else. You know what I mean? But um, no, that'll be a beautiful time of year to go up there. I haven't been up there at, with 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 my own kids, but with you know, I've done quite the tour obviously it was fun going up to uh you know montreal we played some outdoor games up there with mm. with my oldest and you know toronto chicago um obviously you know buffalo is always a a good take so those those different kind of hockey markets and obviously uh you joined us down in florida last year and we're going to be going down again uh this this uh you know hockey season i believe early february in uh you know back in that st petersburg tampa area and 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 also in uh, they're doing one in lauderdale around uh all-star game weekend for either my own nines or 11 there's kind of two different turns so i'm looking forward to uh to those things but those the warmer climates are always fun too especially when you're cooped up in the freezing cold here in uh in boston all year long yeah i think i might have to um jump in your, in your luggage again yeah i mean yeah it's kind of well. standard yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah i think you have to that's always nice to have a little break you know um but in there last year was great it was it was a good great tournament um and the boys did a great job uh you know competing against some top teams and you know that's when we talked about my hockey rankings you know like those slot everyone was slotted kind of appropriately and there was some really competitive games at that at that tournament and our guy uh, matt miles did uh great job as as far as you know getting that tournament together and and um you know get making sure the, the right teams were in place there absolutely do you want to talk about uh you know want to talk about just because we do have so many new listeners but the you know practice schedules are out like what's your your day-to-day hockey season look like right now what ages and teams are you uh are you coaching and obviously i can i can talk about mine quickly as well yeah, so I have my son Ryan playing for the militia um, U18 national team. So it's a split season team. And a lot of kids, a lot of prep school kids. So you know, like the practice time, I think it's just going to be a little bit different mentality for me because I always enjoy practice time too. You know, that's when you coach, right? But you know, it's a little bit more you know based on um, you know attendance, like to be able to get off campus and and play in these showcase um tournaments over the weekends so you know just the the kids that are local be able to uh you know get on the ice a couple times a a week and then i'm coaching my u uh, my daughter's uh u12 breakers um girls team and uh yeah it's gonna i'm I'm pretty pumped about that and just to to really kind of break things down like i was talking to her just briefly about i'm like what do you call the person that you skate with um you know on the defensive side 
She's like, my partner. I'm like, yeah, exactly. So partners do what? They work together. So then I'm like, we're going to have like a, a, a game plan on every face-off so you guys don't have to work too hard. You work together, and then you're out of the zone. And, you know, so all these basic concepts that, you know, uh, you know, we know I'm wicked excited to like be able to introduce to the girls. And, um, you know, hopefully, it, it, you know, we can apply some stuff to the games and they can have some success. Oh, that's awesome. They're uh, they're lucky to have you. That's for sure. And I uh, I'm coaching the 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 2009, which is Bantam Minor, and uh, 2011. I'm with the you know the Boston Junior Terriers program. Uh, been with these groups for you know basically uh, you know with, with with both these teams since most of them were like learn to skate, learn to play hockey, you know, three on three. So it's uh it's a lot of fun. Great group of kids and, and parents. And my oldest is. Uh, and that you know, it's pretty convenient having the practices. Uh, they they take good care of me. Most of my you know the practices are all back to back, a couple nights a week, and then um, they they try to help me out as much as possible so I can be the butt behind the bench for uh, for for you know most of their games. Uh, you know, it's tough to to choose one over the other, and you you know, so it it's, makes life easier when those games are kind of back to back, which I have a, a a pretty good success rate at doing, and. You know the interesting dynamic this year is now my my oldest being off at Cushing. He's playing a fall midget team, the Central Mass uh, Penguins, which they play in practice uh, out of Cushing Academy. So the you know the rink's right on campus, so that makes life a lot easier. Not having to shuttle him to the rink, he can kind of do it on his own. But the games, um, you know, on the weekends, my wife or I will be able to go up there for the home games, and and you know, interesting. Um, you know, most of the, the the they play in a few tournaments, and then their league games are kind of you know a lot of them are end up being local around the Boston area, so that kind of works out good. It'll be good to get him home on the weekends and things like that. So yeah, it'll be a uh, a busy fall, but it's uh it's always a blast, and and you know I think it's the, it really is the best time of year. You got football starting up, and you know let's go right. That's right. Yeah, no, it's, awesome. it's it is a fun, and you can feel the weather changing a little bit. You know, at night it's because I'm getting a little cooler and sleep with the windows open. But uh, yeah, it's getting to that point. You know, it's not hockey weather, but it's 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 definitely the the seasons are changing, and we're ready to uh, to kind of dial it in here on the uh, on the hockey side. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, we we forgot to mention Mots that we have a, a you know a great guest, a fellow BC Eagle, two time Stanley Cup champion, um, Brian Demoulin. He he joined us for an interview, and uh, you know, great kid, great person, and really hope you uh, you guys enjoy this interview with Brian Demoulin. It's D- Dumoulin, whatever. <laughs> what, what, what do I say, Dumoulin? Yeah, there you go. That's better. Dumoulin. Dumoulin. What was I saying? Dumoulin? Dumoulin. <laughs> and our next guest on the Rinks Rinks podcast, a veteran of 464 NHL games, Pittsburgh Penguins defenseman Brian Dumoulin, drafted in the second round by the Carolina Hurricanes in the 2009 NHL entry draft. Welcome to the podcast, Brian Dumoulin. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, Mach, you forgot to, you know, mention a couple Stanley Cups and, you know, national championships and things like that. Uh, but I guess we can get into those, right? Yeah. Actually, you know, you just got a slow play. You know, <laughs> we, we build up to those cool things. <laughs> exactly. Well, Bri, uh, talk us, you know, talk us through your, your early path, obviously growing up in, in Biddeford, Maine, which 
I guess isn't a, a traditional hockey market, but like, how did you get your start into the game and, 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 you know, fall in love with it? Yeah. Like, like you said, I mean, it's not like a traditional place. I mean, now that I live in Boston, you kind of see hockey everywhere, but in Maine, it wasn't the case. So, I mean, my parents that lived in upstate Maine, about two hours North of Biddeford and uh, my, no one in my family had ever played hockey. But uh, they did have like a French Canadian background, so they paid attention to it, obviously. But I mean, at that time, they're kind of looking at sports to put me in. And it seemed like hockey was kind of like the or- only organized sport that was right down the road where they could just throw me on the ice and kind of sit in the stands for an hour and watch me go and have me kill some energy. So I think that's how I got into hockey. And um, they just kept bringing me. So I kept going and I fell in love with it. The rank wasn't too far. It was about 10 minutes from my house. So uh, it was close by, which was nice. And, I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, my brother played also. So it was something that we both could do together. And that's kind of how we got our start, just by kind of accident. We, we weren't for, forced into it or anything like that. They just brought us there, and we liked it, and we kept asking to go back. So That's great. You know, with, with no pressure and – having a brother to be able to play with, you know, at the rank and at home, um, who was better at the, uh, the knee hockey? Yeah, it was competitive. I mean, he, (laughs) he kept bouncing between like a a forward and a goalie, but, uh, I mean, I was a little bit bigger than him. So I took up the whole net. So I was pretty good, but, uh, I mean, that's what it seemed like I spent, uh, all my childhood doing was if I wasn't at the hockey rink, I'd be playing knee hockey down in the basement. Uh, a lot of kids in my neighborhood, we all played together too. So we'd go play roller hockey games down the street or we'd be playing pickup basketball or football or baseball. So no matter what, we were in my neighborhood. I was lucky to grow up in a neighborhood where a lot of kids my age and uh, regardless of anything, we were always playing sports. So that was kind of a huge part of my childhood. And I'm very thankful for that. You obviously had to have been a Maine Black Bears fan growing up, right? Yeah, so that was as like, painful as that is to say, right? <laughs> it was tough because like college hockey wasn't on TV back then, so like I could never watch them. Like obviously, like I had I had known about like the Paul Career teams and their kind of their history and stuff like that, but I was never able to go watch a game because there was about three and a half hours north of where I was from. So my dad he worked at the Portsmouth Naval Shipyard and uh, they would get some tickets to the UNH games, and that was only about forty five minutes away. So those are the first games that I grew up going to was the UNH game. So there we I, was go, actually, Look at that. I was actually a big UNH fan growing up, even though I was in, I was in Southern Maine because I mean, you go to that rank and it was so fun to, to watch games there and it was packed house. And um, yeah, it was, it, I, I grew up a UNH fan. I'd say. Is that how you can walk the blue line so well watching BY as a young youngster? <laughs> yeah. Was he your first uh, influence? Yeah, I mean, all those yeah, he guys learned from teams. all my mistakes, everything bad that I did. He's like, I got to do exactly what this guy doesn't do. Hey, that's part of the game is learning what not to do, you know? But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it was, uh, I mean, the, the atmosphere in that rank, them throwing the fish on the ice. I mean, when I was a kid, I thought the fish was the coolest thing in the world. Um, but yeah, it, it was just, it was cool to just be able to go have that atmosphere and have it so close and, have my dad be able to take me it was it was a really cool experience i still remember yeah no i mean i can speak for it firsthand and obviously you guys playing there but uh as opponents but yeah it was a you know super fun place to play and and you know rowdy crowd and things like that i think the first time i have obviously growing up in boston we were you know spoiled 
to be able to go to Northeast and Harvard, BUBC, like, you know, so close, but going up to UNH was that it was a different experience. I remember, you know, my kind of recruiting trip, Mots was playing in the game and it was like 6,500 people just jam packed. And like you said, throwing the fish on the ice and it was a really, really fun place to play. And especially when we played those main rivalry games too. I mean, those games were like, talk about a circus, the whiteouts and all that stuff. It was, it was a blast. That's good stuff. Um, so you talked about uh, the neighborhood growing up, and you had some people to kind of play uh, hockey with. But um, you play any other sports growing up, organized or or just kind of in the backyard or with that neighborhood crew? Yeah, yeah, I played. Uh, I mean, football. I played to my freshman year of high school. I played baseball to my sophomore year of high school. Uh, I mean, all competitively. Like it, as soon as kind of hockey season was done, I'd play. I played baseball, but I'd still like, I'd still love the game. So I'd still go to the rank. I'd still go play shinny. I'd still go practice. Like I'd go almost after I remember like my dad, I'd be going playing basketball with kids in my neighborhood for hours after school. I mean, I I should have been doing more homework probably too, but we'd just go play, we'd go play basketball. And then my dad would drive down and pick me up to drive to practice at seven o'clock at night. So um, I remember my my friends asking me like well, like why why are you going to play hockey right now like you should be exhausted like you should be stunned but I just loved it because there's like another group of friends that I gotta go see at the rank and uh, I don't know it seemed like at the end of the day like I always loved hockey more than the other sports but I love playing just sports competitively no matter what. No, that's great, and that's what you know. That's a huge thing that we talk about is just you know, being an athlete and being competitive and no matter what, you know, having, having that drive to, to hate to lose. Right. And that's where it's kind of learned all over, you know, not just in hockey, but every little sport. Can you talk about the, the, you know, growing up, what was the youth hockey experience? Like, was it, uh, were you playing a lot of like, like travel? Were you in select leagues and things like that? Yeah. So, uh, growing up in Bedford, there wasn't like much of that. Like I remember, I got lucky because the first team that I joined, they try to have like more of an ambitious like schedule where we were going to play some New Hampshire teams, some Massachusetts teams. Uh, it was out of Gorm, Maine. So every trip that we went down, we, I mean, the Massachusetts guys, when they wouldn't, the teams would come up and play us. Like we always had to go to them, which I don't blame them. I mean, they had so much talent around there that like in order for us to get those games, we had to go play down there. So uh, that was probably when I was about in squirts that uh, we started playing more competitively, more local, where we're going up to Berlin, New Hampshire. We're going down to Lowell and playing some better opponents, which was huge because, I mean, I feel like a lot of teams, if you just stick in Maine, you're going to be playing the same players and not getting any better, not seeing any different different players. So that was really big for me. And then after that, I, I joined a team called the Seco Spartans uh, for my peewee year and that was more of a team that was picked out of players from new hampshire a couple from northern mass and a couple from uh maine and we played out of dover new hampshire and uh actually one of my teammates now casey d smith uh our goalie he was on that team with me we played together from when we were when we were 11 to to 16 17 so it's pretty cool now that we're, we're teammates now in the nhl and I mean, it's a unique story, especially he was from Rochester, New Hampshire. I was from Bedford, Maine. So, but uh, with that team, that's when we really started um, kind of having the same team every year, building a lot of chemistry, and started uh, playing a lot of Massachusetts teams, beating them, 
same thing in New Hampshire. And then we started playing those kind of national festivals where uh, we'd win our, we'd have to qualify against our, our regional teams. It seemed like we'd always play mid Fairfield in the final. And, uh, and most of the time we would beat them, which was, I mean, huge, huge milestone for us. And uh, we'd go to play the teams at the nationals in Pittsburgh. I think one was, I think another one, might have been the outskirts of Chicago. So those are always cool festivals. Going to play Bell Tire, going to play Little Caesars. Uh, I remember playing Pittsburgh Hornets growing up. So we do pretty well. We never make the final or anything like that. But just getting there was was such a cool trip. And it was such a good thing for, I mean, our family all loading up the minivan and, and driving out there. So, <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of, I mean, looking back at it. We put a, lot a lot of miles, miles on that minivan. A lot of miles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, the the thing that I think about now when I look back at it is like, you, you, the parents got to love it just as much as the kid. You know, they're they're gone every weekend, and it seemed like they were looking. Oh, we got to drive here, we got to drive there. But I mean, my dad was so excited, my mom was so excited, just because they got to go see their friend group too, and our team stayed the same. So they developed a lot of friends on that team. So I think that was really big for both of us, where they liked it just as much as I did. And Garnet Hathaway was on that team too. I was reading right. Yeah, he played so a couple I mean, of years three, with us. Yeah, like three three kids playing make it to the NHL. I mean, from New Hampshire, Maine. Like it's pretty pretty legit, Mots. Yeah, that's awesome. And like you were saying, though, that's what it's all about. You know, your parents finding like you know a great friend group, you creating these great relationships. That's what we talk about all the time on this uh, podcast. Is about you know those lo- long lasting relationships that you acquire over you know some time and putting the work in and, you know, kind of going through some stuff with some kids. So that's, that's great stuff. And uh, when you're talking about that, that time in your life, what about uh, playing for Biddeford high school? Um, I mean, I'm sure that was, you know, as far as the, the high school level of competition, like, could you talk to us about that? Yeah. Yeah. This is like, this is crazy when I tell people that I played for my Biddeford high school for, <laughs> for three years. I mean, but uh, the best part is I still got to play for that travel team. So it was like split season. So I'd got play it. before, like during the fall, I'd play. So I'd be playing football. And then after football practice, I'd be going to hockey practice. So it was a very hectic schedule. But like I still wanted to play hockey and football. That's why I kind of had to stop after my sophomore, uh, after my freshman year of football. Because it was just almost too hectic. But I'm glad I still played up to that point. Um, so I was still able to play hockey before my high school season, which was good. And then as soon as I got into high school, it was pretty much all high school hockey. And, uh, I mean, my, my freshman year, I was just, I was just okay. I was an okay player, but I mean, there's only four D that really play. I mean, I think we had five D on the roster, so I got to just play a ton, which was huge. And I remember there was a few junior teams. There was like Portland junior pirates that were local, um, there's obviously prep schools and other schools that were looking at me and I went and toured them and, and, uh, went to visit, but none of them just felt kind of right for me. So I ended up just staying, I had a really good relationship with my coach, coach Gagnon at Biddeford and, and, uh, he just let me play a ton. So my sophomore year, when I came back, I was playing probably over 30 minutes a night and just on the ice, having the puck the whole time. So that really helped me like confidence wise and just being able to play with the puck. And, and uh, we had a really good team also. So it helped me being able to play with some good players who were capable. And um, it was so much fun too. I mean, that's part of it. Like 
that just made me love hockey even more. So I always wanted to be at the rink. I always wanted to be practicing, be playing, just playing in games. And I mean, I think that helped me keep that passion for the game and made me want to play even more. Can you talk about winning a couple uh, back-to-back state championships up there in Maine? Yeah, that was that was cool. I mean, anywhere that you can win, I mean, winning's hard. So it was, it was really fun. And obviously when you win, it creates a lot of bonds and be able to do that with my high school team. It was, it was great. And after we won my sophomore year, a lot of teams wanted me to go play for them and prep school and wanted me to go play for a junior team. But I, I just wanted to stay there again and, and play. And I ended up, uh, going back my junior year and we had an undefeated season and it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was a big deal obviously at the time in high school. Um, but, uh, yeah, it really helped me just confidence wise and being able to play a ton of minutes. That's awesome. Yeah. That's good stuff. You know, cause we, we talk a, a lot about, uh, not chasing it. You know, you had some opportunities to go elsewhere, but you kind of stayed the course and, be able to play with your buddies and win a couple of championships. You guys will you will always remember those uh, those times. So that's uh, really cool to hear. Um, so as far as you know, moving on to uh, Boston College, can you talk to us about that recruiting process that you went through and uh, why you decided to go to BC and how yeah. you and H lost out on it? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So I, so my so my so- senior year, I didn't. I ended up I, like my coach in high school. He told me he's like, you, it's you got to go. Like you got to go somewhere. But we had a good relationship with Sean Trombley at the time. Who was coach at New Hampshire Junior Monarchs. Um, he had a good track record of putting guys into Division One. Mostly a lot of guys into UNH um, at the time. You mean too? Um, so obviously that was my goal was to play Division One. Um, I ended up staying in my high school my senior year, so I was driving an hour down to Hooksit to practice, driving an hour back after after school. So I was doing that all myself. It was every day but Monday. So I definitely a grind of a year, but uh, it was worth it because right at the beginning, I remember I played like my first weekend. It was like a showcase series with New Hampshire Junior Monarchs, and that's when I first started getting kind of college recruit recruitment letters. So it wasn't until after my junior year of high school because everyone's still unsure because I had only played high school hockey and they always can use the excuse that it's like not great competition or they don't know what type of player I'm going to be and and whatnot. So um, it wasn't until I really started playing junior hockey that they kind of took me serious. It seemed like, so I remember I did really well in that showcase series, obviously playing against a lot of older guys and Providence was my first uh, college that offered me a scholarship. They offered me a three for four, but they wanted me to defer a year um, instead of going in as a true freshman. They wanted me to wait a year. And then I started playing like a, another weekend after that, another weekend after that. And uh, that's when I started doing really, really well. And obviously Coach Trombley had a lot of confidence in me. So he's playing me a lot and putting me in good situations. And that's when other teams started calling. So it started like falling where UNH, I was at UNH visiting and they offered me a full ride for the for the full year, for the next year. And then Maine did the same thing. And then um, other teams around Northeastern did the same thing. And uh, it started trickling. And then Providence called back. They're like, oh, no, we're going to give you a full ride and uh, we'll, we'll bring you in next year. So it's funny how that works. But uh, And then BC called. And BC was kind of a school that I always had my eye on because it was they had just won the national championship the year before. Um, they always had a good track record of 
uh, D and NHL mops. And they just, they just had a, I mean, other than just the hockey too, they had a great school and that was really, really big for my parents is obviously I think one thing that you can do in, in college hockey, which is big for my family is, I mean, get you into a school where you probably couldn't have got in on your own, which was probably BC for me. So <laughs> use, use that hockey leverage as much as you can. So, uh, I mean, BC just had it all for me. And, and that's why, like, as soon as they offered, I mean, I kind of knew I wanted to go there and I was not that I was waiting for them to offer, but when they did, I was just like, I can't turn this down. So hardest thing was obviously calling the other coaches and, saying I wasn't going to go there because I loved every recruitment trip. I was so thankful for it all. But yeah, I just, uh, with BC, with the balance, and obviously they had just won in their track record, I, I just wanted to go there. So was Mike Cavanaugh uh, all over you when he was recruiting you? Or was, that, uh, was it Jerry? What was that kind of like that final decision to, uh, who did you call? Did you call yeah. Cav or, or, or Jerry? Yeah, so Cavs was the one that first kind of I started talking to at BC. He's the one who kind of recruited me. And then him and Brownie, they came to a, a game and both watched me play. And then uh, Coach York came and watched me play after that. So it was kind of all of them together. But then I, once I committed, I called Coach York and yeah, I said I was going to go. That's that's pretty cool feeling. That's great. Oh, that's awesome. Can you uh... – can you talk about obviously stepping onto the BC campus and you, you, you look at the roster and there's some pretty uh, iconic type personalities with, you know, the Jimmy Hayes and the Atkinsons and Goudreau's and all those guys. Can you just talk about your teammates that you, that you had at, uh, at BC and what it was like playing with those guys? Mm-hmm. Like my first, my recruiting trip there, I stayed with Tommy Cross and Jimmy Hayes and, slept on the floor in between them both. And uh, <laughs> I mean, when, I, when I'm going with those two guys, I mean, you're going to love it no matter what. So I feel like they, the BC did a good job of, of putting recruits with the right, with the right people, which is part of it. So, I mean, I loved it ever since then, but I mean, like you said, we had so many personalities and great people and great hockey players. Uh, but I think one of the most important things too, is like the seniors when I was there, Ben Smith, Matt Price, uh, Matt Lombardi, like, those guys were like the soul of BC. They were the soul of our team. Like I know uh, Matt Lombardi and Matt Price, they didn't play in the NHL, but they like created the culture for all of us, for me, Jimmy, Kev, Cam, like they were the guys there that kind of set the bar for us and didn't let it slip, which I mean, looking at other schools now and, and kind of seeing hockey teams, like that culture is so important to have and, that's one of the things that like they, they set the bar every day with their work ethic and their, and their uh, just the little things that they did for BC. So very thankful for those guys. And I mean, just playing, being able to play with Cam Atkinson, with Jimmy Hayes, Kevin Hayes, I mean, Paul Carey, we had Brian Gibbons. We had like such great players, especially in the roles that they're in. I mean, in my class, we had, we had nine guys and, uh, Chris Carter being one. We just had so many good players that all loved the game. We all loved hanging together. We all loved being together. And it was just a great culture to enter. And uh, it was great to be able to get there and be better with them. Like we would go on the prat. They'd always have open ice for us in the mornings. So most of the guys would schedule our class around that open ice. So they just gave us the availability to be able to skate whenever and, and just try to be better pl- hockey players. That's awesome stuff. I I remember uh, driving back from Long Island uh, with my my, my Rye guy. He was like I don't know, six years old, seven years old, 
and uh we went to the bean pot and watching uh dumo here you know do his thing and he was the best player on the ice out of you know all players you know he had you know he just had a great game paul Carey was out there you guys had a great team i won uh won in overtime um mm-hmm. in the first overtime there i think that was 2012 was it or yeah it was around there but anyway, yeah, one of them. No, but Ryan was like so pumped up to like, you know, I took him out of school. We went up and, you know, had had a great time. But I watched very closely and I called Cab. I was like, hey, I would love to uh, reach out to Brian Dumoulin. I think he's he has a lot, you know, to offer, you know, so he's like, you know, pump fake and, you know, doing a ton of like great stuff. But it was just really impressive to see you just you you dominated the game by you know controlling the game you know the pace of play when the puck was on your stick and then you defended correctly in all areas so i was like all right i, I think this kid might have a future <laughs> so good best... scout hey good scouting report yeah. Yeah. i like it no but it was great you know to be able to see like uh you know you know as a it's a big stage you know when you're in college and uh just to be able to to play your game uh, the way you do was uh, re- was really impressive so I remember reaching out to, and that's why I still have your bc.edu uh, email, <laughs> sent him an email saying, hey, great job, and, you know, whatever, just kind of encouraging a, a fellow, uh, you know, fellow eagle. eagle. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take a quick break from our interview with Brian Dumoulin, but first I'd like to talk to you about pro stock hockey. Give your kid the pro experience with pro stock hockey, the world's largest inventory of pro stock gear, now it has youth equipment, free name personalization, free tape, same-day shipping, and friendly customer service Come all with all kids' sticks and gloves. Ask for Sean or Zach if you need help finding the right glove size or stick flex for your kid. All custom names are professionally done with the same printer used by manufacturers. Visit ProStockHockey.com today and use the code BYMOTS. For 20% off your kids' gear order. Speaking of the pros, let's talk about our friend Chris Devon, a true professional with cross-country mortgage. If you own a home and you haven't looked into refinancing in a while, have a quick chat with our friend Chris Devon and see if it makes sense for you. Devo may be able to help you save on a monthly basis so you can put more money into savings or other projects. Check him out at chrisdevon.com. Now let's back get back to cup champion Brian Dumoulin, can you uh, can you talk about like the the overall draft and things like that? And you go from being, you know, a, uh, I know we kind of skipped it a little bit, but you know, you go from a kid that's playing public high school hockey up in in Biddeford, Maine, and and you know, and to juniors. But then it's like scholarships and drafts. Like, can you just talk through that process a little bit and how it all went down? And you end up obviously going to Carolina in the second round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. Uh... That was really fun. That was a really cool experience where people, it seemed like a lot of like they're just pre-draft interviews from teams where they're coming over our house uh, uh, all the way up in Maine and just visiting. It seemed like we had like one a week where it was either Carolina or Columbus and they just had their their regional scout come and just kind of meet our family and just try to find out every information they could about us, who we were at people and stuff like that. Um, so that was really cool. It was an eye-opening experience for, I mean, my parents and me, they never thought they'd be ha- like having to do that where they're cooking for different scouts and different people. And, 
um, that was really cool. And I remember going to the combine and just how kind of nerve wracking, but such a cool feeling that is where you kind of get through your list of teams that are going to be interviewing you and you go through it all. And after you're done with one interview, you're like, Oh, that went really well. And then maybe, maybe that that's potential for, for them to draft me. And then I remember some teams, they were just grilling me. Like it was just a, just a hard, hard interview. I remember <laughs> this is actually funny. I, I remember Columbus. I don't remember the guy's name, but there's a lot of them in the room. And, uh, the guy was just absolutely ripping me. You'll never play at BC. This is before I got BC. You'll never play at BC. Like you should wait another year. Like, like you're an awful player. Like you need to develop so much better. Like he was just laying into me and they're like assistant GM came up to me. He's like, I'm sorry. Like that was just, that was too much. That was too hard. And he just like started going like crazy. And then also I had another interview where they're asking me, they're like, uh, who do you who do you compare yourself to in the NHL? And at the time, I like I was a puck moving D man, like had pretty good offensive skill. So I was like uh, Ryan Whitney, and they're like Ryan Whitney. They're like what? They're like, they're like, they're like <laughs> got him. They didn't say this word, but you'll you'll know the word I'm saying. Like this guy's a sissy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's just like. I mean, I thought that was a pretty good comparison, but they were just ripping wood after that. So. <laughs> like, dude, the kid's like, I mean, it was fifth overall pick, like playing yeah. right in the playoffs. Like, I mean, God, it's unbelievable. I don't, I don't think I could have gave him a right answer, but right, like, I, right. I think it was just, it was funny now knowing wet a little bit, like I haven't told him that, but yeah, they were, <laughs> yeah. they were ripping him a little. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Awesome. So fun. Yeah, I actually, one of the stories that I remember uh, about like like a draft, Mighty Reasoner, another, you know, guy coming through, he was a first rounder. He, they asked him, you know, like, hey, what do you, you know, who, who do you model your game after? Who do you think, you know, your, your game is kind of comparable to? And he was like, um, Craig Janney. And the guy goes, what, what, what would you say if I uh, told you he was like one of the worst plays that have ever come through this organization? <laughs> And he's like, oh, my God, uh, maybe someone else. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, what can you do? <laughs> right. So funny. You got to yeah, just and, – and then if you say you're like, oh, yeah, I compare myself to like, you know, Ray Bork or Nick Lidstrom, like some – oh, you think you're going to be a Hall of Famer? And there's like – like yeah. you said, there's just no right answer. And obviously when you got some, you know, pompous kind of prick of hockey guys uh, right. in the room that think they they invented the game, it doesn't make it easier. So – uh, I guess I guess people uh, you know that are listening that are eventually could go through that process. You gotta think about some of your answers in advance, and and yeah. just remember that they're trying to kind of rattle your cage a little bit too, right? And see what what happens under pressure in those situations. Yeah, exactly. That's a, they just want to see how you respond. Like it seems uh, yeah. like in every interview, they're just like ask you a question, and I mean, regardless of the answer, they're just we're looking at body language, they're looking at everything. So yeah, yeah. It's it's like can't take it personal. Test. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's good. Uh well, you know, obviously uh you, you have a great career at at you uh geez, I almost said UNH, but uh at uh, I wish at uh, <laughs> at <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh at BC you 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 know, top it off uh with a, a national championship and then you you know, you you go um and get trade mm-hmm. like you you know, did did was it did you sign a contract and then you left and, and, and then get traded kind of around the draft or how did that all work out? Yeah. So they wanted me to, to kind of sign after my sophomore year. 
and I, I didn't want to like I oh I thought about it hard I I did but then I I mean I love the team I love the guys and I just wanted to go back I thought I could get better still so I went back for my junior year and then uh, after we won the championship I ended up leaving like a, about a week after and the NHL season had just finished so I went right down to the American League but I didn't play a game I kind of just watched for a week and a half which was which is brutal. I'm like, if I'm here, I want to play. It's like all my friends are back home, like, yeah, like having, having life the best right now. time ever yeah. on campus, <laughs> no. like, you know, the spring in college, like nothing better. So that was, that was rough. And uh, yeah, I ended up just watching for two weeks, got a tour of Peoria and Milwaukee and a few other American league cities. So uh, yeah. So that was, at least you had some per diem in your pocket. Yeah, exactly. At 600 bucks, I thought I was a man. But uh, but yeah, after that, um, it, the summer went on and they brought kind of me and Ryan Murphy at the time, the first rounder down to Carolina for just like a, some workouts. And uh, that was after kind of my junior spring. So I don't think I performed too well. But uh, I remember at the draft, I got a call from Ron Francis and I wasn't expecting anything. He's just like, oh, you've been traded to uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. We'd love to have a new organization. Uh, best of luck. And it was just as simple as that. And like, I, I mean, I had really, I hadn't really spent any time. I went to one development camp before that. So, I mean, looking back, I think I was thankful that happened at that time because if I was going to get traded, at least I didn't learn a system. I didn't learn the guys. Like I kind of almost still felt like a prospect. I wasn't like a, at, almost at the suspect point for, for Carolina. I was just kind of still a prospect and, got to go to a good organization in Pittsburgh where there's a lot of college, college guys and uh, some familiarity with some of the players that I knew. But so at the time I didn't really know what to think of it. I was just more excited than nervous at the time. So I think it happened at a good point in my career. And um, I think I would have played a little bit earlier in Carolina. Like I didn't become a full-time NHL or till probably my, my fourth year. So I think, I would have played earlier, but I don't think it would have been good for my development because I would have been just rushed in there looking back at it now. So very thankful with the time that, I mean, Pittsburgh's put in me and the time that they spent and the people that were there with me. Yeah. That, that path, you know, through Wilkes-Barre's grin, uh, you know, allowed you to kind of find your own game. And and when you're ready to make the jump to the NHL, you're an effective player. Can you talk to us uh, about some of the teammates that, kind of helped you become a pro like you know so you know i always talk about you know getting into a routine and you know you know finding your 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 routine you know day in day out were there any big influences um you know during that transition into pro hockey yeah that, that's huge that you say that moss because that's the biggest thing because at bc we had our team warm-up like mm-hmm. everything was like team oriented and then when you go to pro hockey it's like you're on your own like i remember you could just sit on the couch before the game if you wanted to so it, it, i try to remember a lot of things that i did at bc to warm up but uh at the end of the day that that was kind of a, a shocker where you're just like oh i have i can do this what, on my own like what, what time's the dynamic yeah <laughs> no one's holding my hand for this like what do you mean so, yeah yeah so there's there's that aspect of it and then um i think one of the biggest things i needed to learn was how to play against harder guys like i remember the third fourth line that was during my first year was during the nhl lockout so a lot of those tougher stronger like like fighters and a lot of the third fourth line guys were playing the american league then and in college i didn't really get hit too much like i had played with the puck a lot 
So I didn't know how to really defend and to play hard, low, and and uh, kind of learn that aspect of the game. So John Hines did a really good job with me with that. Um, I think he had me and Bobby Farnham out there in the corner after every practice, just doing corner corner contained drills. I was just drilling him in the back, and he was loving every second of it. And <laughs> just those little things that he did after practice. I mean, it, it, it stunk at the time where I'm like, I don't want to have to go do this after practice, but. We did it and, it and it worked and I think it made me a better defender. Um, so he was really great with me. And then uh, one of my favorite all-time people and captains was Tom Kostopoulos. And he's the one that really showed us like how to be a pro, how to enjoy the game outside of hockey, how to, how to have fun. And I remember like we were just awful in three on threes. Like you kind of get to the rank on that Sunday and you're kind of moping around and kind of sad you have to be there and no one's warming up because everyone's sore so we started implementing like a sunday jump around where like before the game we'd all like have to pick like a dance move we put on a song or like uh <laughs> some sort of movement just to get the body going and we ended up actually being pretty good in three and threes after that so uh it was just those little things where he made he could have just said oh we're gonna get in a line and do a dynamic warm-up but he'd put on like some random song and everyone would have to pick a dance move and he just made it fun you know i, I still think they do that on sunday three and threes now so it's pretty pretty funny how was your dance move Oh, terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah, and I was trying to go, like, first just to get the, like, the recycled ones that, oh, yeah, we've seen this one last week, you know. But... <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Can you talk about, um, you know, ultimately after, after paying your dues and kind of learning the, the the tricks of the pro game, but, um, you know, getting that call up and, and, you know, playing in the NHL and what that meant for you and your family and things like that? Yeah, that was that was so cool. I mean, it, it – yeah, it, it, I didn't get to play at all my first year. Um, and then finally I got that call up and I was sitting in the locker room and it was at the time where they called me up because they thought someone was injured and it was just a like precautionary kind of. And then it was one of those where he's like going to try to warm up to see if he could go or not. So I didn't really know if I was playing during warm up. So I didn't like know when to rotate in for, for like a warm up or anything like that. And then, so I never really, somebody going to pass actually... me the puck in the horseshoe here. <laughs> I just want one touch. Come on. Like, one. And then, uh, so I was just kind of waiting, like, like, uh, like I didn't know until probably like eight minutes left on the clock before we went out there that I was actually going to be playing. So it was kind of good. Like I, I didn't know, I, I didn't have any time to think about it. Like I didn't really think about it until that point. And, at that point, it's already too late. So, went out there and played. I mean, that we played the Red Wings in Detroit, and that's at the time when they had Datsuk, they had Franzen. Like, like that was it was a pretty impressive team. So it was it was really 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 fun. I ended up just I think logging sixteen minutes was just zeros out there was a ghost, but I mean <laughs> that's fine with me. Best way to be exactly <laughs> exactly rather than yeah. the. the- the by dash four or something, you know what I mean? You <laughs> exactly. Don't need that in your life. Uh, <laughs> don't need to stand out either way, you know. Just... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know how about uh, you know then becoming an an NHL regular and and ultimately like you know we got to touch on the on the Stanley Cups here before we let you go. Being the first uh, Mainer to uh, is that what, is that what we call them, Mainers? Yeah. Yeah, maniac yeah a couple <laughs> main lunches i'd love love a couple of those right now uh, but you know talk about uh you know you bringing the stanley cup back home and 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 everything yeah that was uh that was so cool obviously it was my 
first full year, I think I was paired up with Scuds at the beginning of that year. So that was really nice being able to play with him. Like I was, I was sad for him because he had to play on his offside with me. But uh, yeah, he was great to kind of learn the game from and to start playing with uh, when I first turned, when I first uh, made the team. Learn how to be an old, miserable guy with scuds. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, he doesn't have a sense of humor, does he? <laughs> he's awesome. He's so dry and uh, amazing, amazing guy. Yeah, he is. So, yeah, yeah, he was he was great. And we ended up, we were kind of awful that year at the start. Like, we were always playing pretty well, but the team was, like, we, were, we just weren't like a team. We weren't playing that well together. Like, guys are frustrated. Um, and we ended up firing our coach halfway through the season. That's when we brought Sully in from Wilkes. And uh, I think with Sully, I think we lost our first three games when he came up and we were out of playoffs. And then, I mean, his biggest message was just like play, just go out there, have fun. It wasn't much like as much systems as it was just, just let's all get on the same page. Let's all figure out what we're doing. How can we help each other? And after that, we were on fire. Like we, we just found great chemistry within the team. Uh, as a D man, like we found great pairings. Uh, the four lines had some continuity too. where, he wasn't having to worry about switching out lines and stuff like that. And obviously we had Phil Castle at the time. And when he dropped down, I mean, him and Gino had such great chemistry that year, but then, I mean, it was really cool to see Phil drop on that third line with Nick Bedino and Carl Haglin that that made our, our third line so much better than other third line teams. So we'd always like just take advantage of that matchup. And anytime we got a power play, it felt like it was a goal with having him on that half wall with Gino and Sid um tanger up top like horny in front we had such great pieces on our team that we kind of knew that we could do something special but we we didn't have that expectation we were just kind of playing the next game and um kind of carried out that momentum we i think we rattled off like 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 17 out of 20 in the last 20 games of the season when we won so we were we were on a hot streak going into the playoffs and you could kind of feel that when we started playing we, we beat the rangers in the first round and um and obviously we went on to Washington and that they were, I think, President's Cup team at the time. And I mean, they were a phenomenal team. They scored it well on the power play. And that was just a battle of a series. I remember that. That was, I mean, once we won that, we were like, wow, we can, we can do some damage here and um, ended up playing Tampa. And, and I think in playoffs too, one of the things that you need is some luck. Like you can have a great team, but you need some luck too. You need some bounces. I remember we were down three, uh, two. We were playing in Tampa. And almost the first or second shift of the game, uh, it might have been Boiler who scored, Brian Boyle, uh, with a nice pass from Drewin. But Drewin was like just a touch offside, like just barely. And they disallowed the goal. And then after that, we ended up like, if we go down one nothing first two minutes of the game in Tampa, that crowd's buzzing. Like, could have been a completely different game. But ended up uh, reviewing the call, calling it off. We won that game and ended up winning game seven back in Pittsburgh. So. That, I always think about that play like that was just a luck, a, a little luck at the time that we needed. And, um, I thought we matched up really well against um, against San Jose at the time. Like we were just a much faster team than them. They like to slow it down, and uh, we were just we were just too fast for them. So winning that cup, it was it was so so cool. And then obviously being able to follow it up with the next year, um, Chris Letang went down, so that was kind of shocking when. I mean, we didn't get to have to play with with him as our number one guy. So we were all kind of like, at that point, we almost had no expectation because no one expected us to go far once once he was out of our lineup in playoffs. We ended up picking Ron, Ron Hainsey. I ended up playing with him in playoffs, and he was just so steady. 
that uh, that it was awesome being able to play with him. And then another bounce, I think it was game six when we were playing against Nashville. Uh, it was 0-0 game the whole game. Um, we were hoping to close it out. Like, obviously, you don't want it to go game seven because you never know what's going to happen. And uh, a puck ended up going off Matt Murray. Um, it was like a rebound, and there was a guy back door. But the ref thought it was in Matt Murray's chest and blew the whistle down. And the guy in the back door ended up putting it in. It was Colton Sissons. And because the ref had blown the whistle at the time, they hadn't made the rule where, like, if he's in the act of blowing or, like, blew the whistle, but it was going to be a for-sure goal to keep it, like, a goal. So he ended up blowing off. It should have been a goal for sure. We should have been down one nothing in the third period and potentially going to a game seven. But, yeah, he ended up blowing that off. And we ended up the scoring hockey, with The hockey three minutes road left. comes through again. Exactly. But you need that. You, like, need those little things. You need those little bounces. And, yeah, so that was that was cool to win it back-to-back. That's awesome. Yeah, what uh, what was you know some of the be- best memories bringing the cup back to Biddeford? Did you have like you know family? You know, did you have a parade down, you know, uh, the center of town? What what, uh, what what were some of the things that you did when you brought it back? Yeah, we had a parade. Uh, <laughs> it was it was cool going all through Biddeford and stuff, and it's funny. My dad had like a bunch of different stops he wanted me to bring. I mean, part of it too is it's for him. Like he 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 he's the reason why like. I, I, I'm playing hockey and obviously my mom and my dad. And uh, I loved when he, he brought me into a couple local bars. And I mean, I don't know if he was just hoping to get free beers after that or whatnot, but <laughs> I'm like, all right, that's fine with me. You know? So we just went around to all these different local spots in Bitterford and uh, both times when I won it in Maine and one in Boston, we brought it out on a boat um, on the Harbor. So we were out there for three or four, hours it was hilarious watching people get off that thing <laughs> just, they definitely had their sea legs like they were, they were walking a little funny but yeah it was uh it was just Amongst a great, other things yeah it was it was a great uh great night great day be able to share it with friends and family in maine and then the next year being able to do it down in boston and having all the bc guys there and stuff and obviously still a lot of family came down to that too so it was it was awesome that's great. That's great. Well, Brian, we uh, we really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, this has been awesome, and uh, we you know we really wish you the best of luck again this year, and keep it going. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you for having me. It's always fun talking to you guys. So, yeah, Take you're care. the man. Yeah, you're the man, buddy. We'll uh, be watching uh, you and the Penguins uh, do their thing this year. So, uh, best of luck uh, to you and the boys. All right, thanks. See you guys. All right, see you, bye. That interview was brought to you by Franklin Sports. Stay up to date on our sales and giveaways for official NHL street hockey gear and equipment by following at Franklin Hockey on Instagram and checking out our MVP rewards program at franklinsports.com. Brian Dumlin, good dude. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Awesome interview. Awesome story. Obviously, you know, being the first guy from from Maine to ever win the Stanley Cup is uh, is a pretty big accomplishment. Obviously, I mean, you ain't gonna get much bigger in uh, in the hockey world. But great chatting with him, and 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 just cool story. I love this path, and um, you know, growing up, parents really had no hockey background, but uh, obviously, you know, fell in love with the game. And I mean, look at the kid. The kid's a, a, an absolute stud. Yeah, he's a great kid. Has a great way about him. Um, and like I said about that that time I watched him play, I was like, wow, this kid is really good. You know, yep. I think he was a junior at the time. Um, it was his last year at BC, but he was just all over the ice, 
you know, playing the game the right way. And I just, uh, I just really appreciated that first uh, time I watched him, you know, but you know what I, you know, it was funny, Mots. Did you, uh, did you catch when, when I asked him about getting traded and everything? And he was, he said, you know, he had signed with Carolina and then he's like, yeah, I was still in the suspect pool, not really a prospect. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had never heard that. Like, as you know, obviously it's probably a a, a scouting type term. You know what I mean? But uh, I like that's that was a, a, a funny, subtle little like uh, you know little throw in there. It was funny. Yeah, from prospect to suspect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But he's was... he's had a great career uh, to this point. He's he's really the you know the backbone of that Pittsburgh Penguins D. Yeah, um, you know he plays in all situations. He has, but he has just a great way about him, and you know I just really enjoy his passion for the game. And it's kind of neat to you know to hear about you know how many sports he was playing, and just kind of like the commitment to uh, the game uh, outside of even playing those other sports. He's just he's just really uh, you know just a fun guy to to chat with, and you know he's a very rootable uh, guy. So you know all our listeners can can kind of check him out and know that he's uh he's he's that guy that you want to root for you know absolutely no let's uh now let's get to our uh, my hockey rankings question of the week obviously it was great having uh neil and ian on last week and and you know uh learning more about the the rankings and ratings and all that stuff so we uh we as always we appreciate their support but Mots, what is a basic play that when executed perfectly is the best I would say a clean breakout. Mm. Just like, you know, everyone's on the same page, you know, identifying the four check and then executing. So let's just say it's like it could be a reverse. It could be a D to D to wing, whatever it is, when it works perfectly, like just tape to tape, you know, make the right read. And then you come out of the zone with full possession. Um, you know, it's fr- it frustrates the other team. And also, it looks pretty sharp, in my opinion. Yeah, no, that's a uh, that's a great one. I love you know seeing guys. Just uh, I I definitely agree with you. You know, but just to give another answer, I love seeing guys. Um, you know, make like a nice fake, like showing some type of deception and just sliding it to another. You know, getting getting a defenseman or another player to to kind of get you know suck them in, showing that false information and then sliding it to one of their teammates for, you know, nine times out of a 10, a, you know, a backdoor tap in or one type goal, you know what I mean? But I love, you know, seeing my players show that, that, you know, that deceptiveness and, and being able to, to bait players in and not just force feeding things down the other guy's throat and not just burying your head and shooting it to, into somebody's shin pads, you know what I mean? So definitely, you know, great question, uh, you know, great, great, my hockey rankings question of the week, but I think, couldn't agree more. I love a, a good clean breakout. I love a reverse. I love a yeah. you know when when you see two D just working together and communicating and talking and you know I definitely uh, you know I love a uh, you know I, I think that's the defensive guys in us too <laughs> yeah, right. <for> sure. <laughs> but you know just to add something from the offensive you know using that you know some deceptive type of uh, instincts and, and and you know baiting a guy in and, and sliding it over to your teammate. I love seeing a good assist versus a uh, versus a you know. That- uh, and to end rush for a goal like that that does nothing for me a good example of what you're kind of describing is that that kucherov uh play on yep. ekblad right like yeah looking, looking and then he cuts back and then he slides it over for an empty right. cage it was yeah. pretty pretty impressive yeah it'd be nice to be able to play on his wing i think i might have had 50 
<laughs> anybody right so uh great. what's up for the weekend by what do you get going uh well actually we were just talking about tournaments a little while ago but the uh i'll be heading up bright and early uh, a lot of guys are uh, on the team are heading up to to thursday but i'm gonna pack up the car and head out early friday morning uh we're heading up to rochester for the uh just get good tournament uh with my 2011 group so It'll be, uh, you know, it'll be fun little road trip. Just Liam and I, my youngest, and uh, you know, a lot of car time, some windshield time. It's about a. Have you driven up there? I'm, I'm thinking it's like a six hour ride or so. Yeah, it probably about six. Yeah, yeah. Limit the P stops. Yeah, get, grab some get, combos. Oh, that's I. So I said that to Liam. I said we got to load up on combos Thursday night. He was like, "No, we don't need any combos." I was like, "Mots won't be happy." <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I'm gonna have a talking with Liam. Yeah, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to buzz his tower next time you see him. <laughs> so he, uh, yeah, he's he, he was all set. But maybe that'll be. You know, we got two games on Friday. Two, you know, two, two games Saturday and a couple Sunday. Hopefully, depending on how it goods goes. But uh, we'll have to definitely. I think. You know, we going there. We probably want to think healthy snacks, right. so we'll probably avoid the combo. So slim gyms. <laughs> Maybe road. You know, on the road home, we'll we'll, we'll focus more on the combo, and I'll, uh, we'll send some pictures to you. Uh, but I tell you one thing that definitely will be getting parked in the car. Um, parked in the car, <laughs> packed in the car uh, is the uh, is the Spox machine, and uh, you know, super excited to be able to travel with that to bring it on the road with the team. Uh, you know, guys lose an edge. Maybe you'll have some footage of me from uh, Live Bond running across the ice because somebody lost an edge, and I can go and and buzz the skates quick in the locker room. Or I I, I probably should designate a parent. It's that easy to use. I could basically let anybody do it. And uh, you know, so so you know, the Spox machine obviously uh, super easy to 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 use, super accurate. The kids can do it themselves. You can shop in your skates anywhere. All you need is a you know a, an extension cord or a power outlet, I should say. So uh, excited to be traveling, you know, with 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 the Spox machine on the road. That's great. Yeah, I mean, as far as um, you know, the convenience of it, you know, like it is small enough to be able to to throw in the back and. You know, bring it to the uh, the rank and, and have it in the, in the locker room. Um, you know, just being ready. I mean, you're probably going to be using it quite a bit. You know, like you know, kids will be like, "Hey, you know, like, yeah." I, I think I stepped on something. It's like, no, hey, you're all set. You know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I might start charging them. You imagine? Yeah, yeah. A little like, side business. Yeah, side hustle. Like, all right. I mean, I'll give them a deal, like ten bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's perfect. That's, yeah. No, I'm <laughs> well, just, it's a convenience you know, fee. Ex- exactly. Yeah, give me 20. We'll call it even. That's only one skate. <laughs> 10 bucks a skate. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that's great. But yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, head on over to SpoxHockey.com. Make sure, uh, you know, Spox, it's it's with an X. So S-P-A-R-X. Hockey, if you don't know how to spell that, then we're in big trouble. But SpoxHockey.com, um, and they're fully in stock and ready to ship today. I talked to a couple buddies. I got a shout-out, uh, Jamie Joyce. He uh, he hit me up. He was telling me that uh, him and one of his neighbors are going to be uh, ordering it. He's got a young guy playing, so uh, good stuff. And then what I told him to do, I said, make sure you use the $50 off uh, yeah. the, the Ring Shrinks discount. So use that promo code, um, you know, Ring Shrinks. All one word for fifty dollars off your your Spock shop and our 
And uh, we're looking forward to, um, you know, obviously continuing our partnership with those guys. It's been uh, it's super convenient. And I'll be reporting live when I'm buzzing some skates up there. Yeah, our, our boy Andy Erickson's getting one as well. So There you be, go. Uh, All time, sure. Andy. Jeez. Yeah, we, we're going to make sure that he uh, uses the uh, the ring shrinks code. So get your Spock shopping just in time for uh, the hockey season there. Absolutely. Uh, Mots, I think that pretty much wraps things up here. Uh, been a uh, been a good episode. It was, you know, great chat with a uh, fellow BC Eagle and, and Stanley Cup champion. And we're uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, a, a, a big tourney this weekend. There's a lot of good teams, a lot of good talent. And I know uh, fellow another fellow Eagle, Chris, uh, Chris Collins and uh, his brother, Greg, who play with me at UNH. Those guys are around that Rochester area with that. Uh, Bishop Kearney and Rocco uh, teams. They've done a the Benny Max up there too, Ben McManama. So right. it'll, uh, I'm hoping I can I can catch up with uh, with those guys. It's always fun to see them. No, it's going to be great. A good tournament. Um, I'll see if they need their skate shopping. There you go. I mean, well, but best of luck and uh, yeah, great interview with Brian Dumoulin. He's a, he's a fantastic kid and you know great player and you know again someone that you want to root for. So. We appreciate him taking the time out and uh, sharing some of his stories and his path. And um, yeah, so good luck out in Rochester, my man. Yeah, thank you. I'll be uh, I'll I'll be checking in and uh, remember to like and subscribe across all our all the you know podcast plat- platforms with hockey season starting up. We can't uh, we can't wait to get some new stories uh, and and you know some different tips and tricks and different things like that for uh, for navigating the rink. So make sure you, you you hit us up. Make sure you send some mailbag questions into uh, rinkshrinks at gmail dot com or go to the rinkshrinks dot com. And um, you can enter them there. It's a uh, super easy, super easy to, um, you know, very easy to, to submit those questions and everything, obviously, on social media as well, on Instagram and Twitter. And hit us up so we can, uh, we can you know, kick the season off with a bang and remember to, uh, remember to behave, right? We, we don't want anybody, we don't, we, you don't want to get exposed, right, Mots? No. Yeah, eyes and ears, you know, always open and that, um, you know, live barn can, can definitely uh, be, be uh, can definitely tr- exposure. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> act accordingly and uh, enjoy the the rinks this weekend. Yeah, sounds good. And uh, time to cue the rink rink shuffle. Oh, 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 oh